back to the Big Mark Podcast. I'm your host, Big Mark. If it's your first time watching, welcome. If not, welcome back. Like I always say, if you're wanting to reach out to us, hit us up on our Instagram or our Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel and hit us up in the comments if, you, if you'd like. Again, thank you. Thank you for everyone who has been so far. And thank you all for being here tonight. I really appreciate it. If you did want to support the podcast, you can always hit our, hit our, our Patreon, patreon.com slash Big Mark Pod. But if not, Again, I just thank you for being here. And if there's anything I can ask of you, if you just share the podcast with one friend. If you share it with one friend, we can double the podcast overnight, the listenership overnight. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Spread the word, spread the love, spread the community of the Big Mark Podcast. We're all like-minded. We're all into different stuff. That's why I like to do all kinds of different stuff. So here's another episode that I've been really excited to do. It's kind of been a few weeks in the making now. Um, because I saw the show shot show a few weeks ago, but it, it of course prompted me to do an episode on the milk carton kids because I was privileged, I was honored, had the opportunity to see the milk carton kids, and I went with the other three, the three other members of Reckless Harbor with John, Trevor, and Lauren, and it was wonderful band outing, and we all drove into the city together, and just phenomenal, just really nice um, moment with the band but also an absolutely beautiful concert and a wonderful like I said opportunity but it was such an experience that you know I you know I'm truly truly grateful um that that we were able to go and see them the milk carton kids what I was kind of surprised when I when I was first telling like you know I was telling a bunch of my friends at work that I was going to see the show and you know they're all pretty. They're all pretty well versed in music. I, I'd say a lot of my coworkers were were all you know relatively cut from the same cloth. Um, but I was really surprised and kind of taken aback at how many people didn't really know who the who the Milk Carton Kids were. Um, they're well, they're an indie folk duo from Eagle Rock, California. Um, Kenneth Patton. Kenneth Pattengale, which is like got to be one of the most like upper class names I've ever heard in my life. Amazing. And Joey Ryan, which is one of the most like blue collar names I've ever heard. So it's hilarious seeing both their names kind of next to each other. But they're they're wonderful souls. Both of them. You can you. It seems to come through in their performance and their music and the way they're so sincere, the way they, they speak with each other. It's almost like watching kind of like a stand-up act between the two of them. They're kind of doing this little like, you know, Abbott and Costello routine. It's like Abbott and Costello met Simon and Garfunkel. And it's just like this beautiful detente, ebb and flow, and just back and forth between them the whole time in their dialogue between each other in between songs and also in the way they play they just have this way and in this documentary another day another time which i've done an episode on which you should all go check out maybe i'll put it throw it in a link here in this video um but 
that was the first time I ever heard of the Milk Carton Kids. But in that documentary, M- Marcus Mumford is also in the documentary. He talks about listening to the Milk Carton Kids and saying you can't really tell who's singing and who's playing. Like they they both both have a guitar, both are singing at the same time, and the way everything kind of ebbs and flows. Or sorry, like mi- ebbs and flows. I keep u- using that, but there is this this beautiful kind of like rise and fall with all their songs, but the interplay and the call and answer and everything that happens in the music and in their voices is just so beautiful that you don't really know who's doing what. It's just this beautiful eminence of sound from two people who kind of blend into one. It's beautiful. It's like, it's like a a true expression of love, even though, I'm pretty sure these guys both like are are straight dudes and they don't have any, you know, they're friends, but like I'm pretty sure they have lives and stuff, so I don't think they're they're romantically in love, but there's an expression of love there not regardless. And it's just beautiful, beautiful to to see and uh, you know, we saw them in a church too, which is like it's one of those things where I, I don't know if you've ever seen a show in a church. I've seen two now. The first one, well, I mean, other than like church like mass, I guess you could call that a show. Um, like the choir and things. But I got to see Wintersleep play in a church here in Hamilton. And it was really, really interesting because, you know, Wintersleep's obviously more of a rock band. They're, they're, they are a rock band, especially more than the fucking Milk Carton kids. Um, but, you know, full drums, guitar, bass, like rock and roll, electric, everything. And I don't know if it's just like programming or just like people who have who have been, you know, a lot of a lot of people were raised in some type of religious uh, environment. Doesn't have to be Catholic, but Christian in general. And if you were at all, as soon as you enter a church, I'm sure you kind of like snap back into the mode. I know I did. And then everyone and then a lot of people did that. And when you're sitting there in between songs, there's no talking, no one's chatting. It's like reverent looking, like it's not even like, even in a theater, like I don't think it was like the way, like you could be like, oh, it's a seating and people are sat. But like, even in like a theater, there's still like chitter chatter sometimes. And like, yeah, maybe it's a little bit more focused because that's just the listening experience. But again, like it was... It was wildly reverent. Again, in between songs, the band would stop and people would like clap for like three seconds and then just like go silent. And you could tell the band was kind of like, it, it must have been hard. I could only imagine being them kind of seeing a room and like it's like the church is full. It's not like there's it's not like there's only 60 people in the thing. Imagine sitting in front of um, an audience, full seats, full seats and no one's cheering and clapping and or like loud or at least like getting excited kind of thing now again for the milk carton kids it kind of made a little bit more sense and and this church is absolutely beautiful trinity st paul's if you ever get a chance to see a show there do it's it's beautiful inside very much the the architect loves circles a lot of circles involved a lot of circles in like a triangle pattern which is probably called something in architecture which i don't know trifecta but um, it's beautiful inside and there's big pipe organ right in front of the where the altar would stand usually. But I guess they moved that out for performance and they just had like a beautiful stage. And there was 
a floor area, if you will, like down low and then this kind of balcony mezzanine thing. And the sound is beautiful. And, and um, um, the they had they had an opening act, Alex Page, and she was just fantastic. It was just her and a guitar. And she kind of came out on stage and was like, oh, it's, I haven't played in a church in a while. It's like nice to be back. So again, you know, and that, that goes for a lot of musicians, especially, you know, ones that come up through like gospel and choir music, you know, obviously they, they probably have played a lot in church. Um, but again, Alex Page was phenomenal. Her songs were gorgeous and heart-wrenching. Um, she did a really good cover. Oh my God, what did she do? I can't remember. It might come to me, but again, just her and a guitar and everyone's just purely listening and oh it's just such a wonderful way to just see music right because again a lot of times you're going out to a show and honestly I feel like I'm starting to become like a a bit of a curmudgeon with this but like I'm starting to like I'm starting to like going out to like big concerts less and less now especially like outdoor ones especially festivals especially ones that are like crazy crowded in a huge arena where you're dealing with half the people. You're getting distracted by the audience. There's all kinds of buffoonery going on. People are ODing. People are fucking tripping out. Too drunk. Too whatever. And you start to lose the experience. Yeah, you're there in the building and the music is happening, kind of thing. But unless you're like right up on the floor, or you know, just kind of like in you know in a good with a good sight line you still kind of lose that. Like I'm all for like going to see a band in a smaller bar. Cause you can kind of, if you really want, you can get like right up in there and just fucking feel the show. But again, there's something really special about these, about these church shows. So, um, when, when they ended up coming out, um, uh, it's, it's just wonderful. And they're, like I said, they're funny and they're, they're, they both sing, they both play guitar and, uh, at some point, Joey p- picks up a banjo, which is super cool too. But there's, they're like, they've been at it since 2011. Don't get me wrong. They've been at it since 2011. Uh, they've released six albums. Um, but, you know, they're kind of, they've, they're in that perfect zone of, you know, they've been doing it for a while now, you know, 13 years is a long time. But, they're so comfortable on stage and so affable and and it's just wonderful and i was doing some research and and i learned how how they first ever met each other and uh they met actually after joey went to see kenneth play a solo show and he went up to him and joey was trying to do a solo thing himself and it wasn't quite working out and it kind of reminded me of the reckless harbor story the band i play in um that unfortunately I wasn't, I wasn't there, but during COVID, you know, open mics were hard to come by. And if they were, it was hard to make them like relatively safe. So I I think it was like a private thing to be truthfully honest, because I've met the dude who put it on. I don't think he did it with any like city of Hamilton guidelines or anything, but he basically like floated out like a little raft out on the beach at at Bayfront Park here in Hamilton, which is like a little, little park right on the water on Lake Ontario and Hamilton Harbor. And 
there's a little beach there and they kind of floated out this thing and you could go and play on that. And obviously everything was socially distanced there. And I don't know if they even used microphones or anything, but again, they were, they were just doing it, doing the, what they could. Again, it was, it was COVID times. And my buddy, John, who I played in other bands with John Harley, who's been a guest on the podcast, he went to one of these, these open mics and my buddy Lauren or to be my buddy Lauren and to be my buddy Trevor were both doing solo sets themselves and something pulled them together. I think they did a cover. I think they called each other up and everyone joined and they did a cover or something potentially. Um, but they, they hit it off and I think they, I think they jammed a few times, like maybe two, three times before I ever met them. But then they're like, Hey, we need a bass player. And John's like, well, I know a guy. So, Again, there's always these things with with the the way bands start, and there's always some there's always some kind of quirky or not always, but there can sometimes be that quirky story where it just took the guts of someone to kind of go up. It's like it's much like the start of a relationship, right? Like sometimes you do have to, you know, build up the guts and walk across the room and introduce introduce yourself, you know. Um. One one thing that I thought was was really cool, and I noticed this before when I was watching that Another Day, Another Time documentary, um, is that Pat uh, Kenneth's Kenneth Patendigo's guitar is like it's an old Martin, and he plays it with like this little handkerchief on the on that like near the when he plays with a capo. So if you guys don't know anything about guitar, a capo basically just shortens the strings, changes the sound of the guitar. But in between the capo and the top of the guitar, the head of it, he wraps this handkerchief around it. And I think it's to like prevent some buzzing or something uh, or or it just looks really cool because it definitely looks really cool. But again, I've mentioned the Another Day, Another Time documentary a few times already. But like I mentioned, that's what actually showed me the Milk Curtain Kids for the first time. And it was kind of interesting because another day, another time, just to expand on a little bit before you go watch the other episode, another day, another time is, is a concert documentary film that was put on, um, in con in concert with, uh, with, in collaboration with T-Bone Burnett, who is the musical director of a lot of the Coen brother, Coen brothers movie, but specifically inside Lewin Davis, which is a great movie kind of about the well not kind of about it's about the New York folk scene in the 60s and Lewin Davis is the main character and it's the trials and tribulations of him as any Coen Brothers movie does you you window into someone's life and you window out but of course the music is all you know 60s folk so T-Bone Burnett then kind of took this idea I don't even know they didn't really go into the impetus which is beautiful but they didn't really go too much into why he did this. But I think, again, in making a lot of the music for the for the movie, it just gave him the idea to be like, all right, let's let's have a little concert here. So they held a concert in New York, uh, New York City's old town hall, which is a beautiful theater. And had all these artists that some of them we're like actors like Oscar Isaac is is the lead is the lead character he plays in he plays Lewin Davis 
He plays inside Lewin Davis. He plays Lewin Davis and he learned the songs and sang them himself, which is really cool when you watch the movie. And then Justin Timberlake, I don't know if he comes out for the documentary, but he's like involved in the movie and he sings on it. I, I know Adam Driver's in the movie, but he doesn't come out to the, to the actual concert. They probably weren't ready, but they play some songs from there with the Punch Brothers and then Marcus Mumford is involved and John Baez. And it's also the first place I ever heard of Lake Street Dive, which is phenomenal. Their their album, Bad Self-Portraits, is actually 10 years old now. I'm sure Another Day, Another Time is is probably round in that corner and is about to be about 10 years old now, too. But it's really interesting about how you can kind of get introduced to bands in ways that you'd never really think, right? Like, you know, through documentaries, through TV shows. There's so many ways that you can kind of get your uh, yourself out there. And it feels like I feel like the Milk Carton kids have never necessarily shied away from that. It seems like it's something that, you know, you sometimes have to be wary about. You know, you don't want to have a song like, you know, the the show, The O.C., that opening song, California by phantom planet it's actually a really good song but anytime you hear about it you're anytime you hear you're only going to hear that song from the oc and like then you're, you you kind of have this like weird or like the the song from the friends intro like it must be like this weird thing as the band like do you play that song live do people only know you for that song is it just played out and people hate that song now it's it's sometimes maybe as a paradox maybe you might see you might perceive it as selling out but like I said, it gives you this opportunity to get out there and get in front of more people. And what's the point of making music if no one's listening, right? That's what I always say. That's what we always do. But again, a beautiful band where two where two people are are doing something that's so beautifully intertwined all at once. And, and th- like I said, that beauty if it's not shown to people and more and more people know about, and hopefully this podcast is also part of, of growing that and letting people know that there's, there are these bands out there and yes, maybe they're not huge on Spotify. So maybe you're not, they're not going to come across your purview or not saying like the milk carton kids aren't that, but there's so many bands, so many deep, deep bands that aren't going to be playing big arenas and maybe they'll be playing smaller places in your town, but keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, you know, video blogs and music blogs and music magazines they're still important there's still ways to to see that new music to hear that new music you know podcasts and and instagram accounts and things like that there's so much new music out there i get it it's hard um the the little or the the yellow button the little yellow button or something she's really good she has like a little instagram account of like all this new music from all these different genres the yellow button, I think, I think her her account's called. But again, there's so many ways to hear new music, and don't don't get caught up in the playlist zone because sometimes you just hear the same thing over and over again. Don't get me wrong, there's magic in them playlists, and I've and I've heard a lot of new new music from that. But you know, there's a lot of a lot of local record stores that are shutting down, but that's also another great resource. Jump in there, talk to the people there. They know about shit that's hitting the hitting the the airwaves, so to speak. Angels in the airwaves. Anyway, like I said, hopefully today has been some type of way to spread the word and spread the knowledge about the Milk Carton Kids. Go check them out. 
Kenneth Pattengale, and Joey Ryan. I almost called him Kenneth Pendergrass. But Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, check them out. Milk Curtain Kids, beautiful albums. They just released a new album last year. Fantastic. Check them out. Also, let your friends know about the Big Mark Podcast, Instagram, Patreon. Love you all. YouTubes. See you soon. Peace. Peace.